This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode was pre-recorded as part of a live continuing education webinar. On-demand CEUs are still available for this presentation through all CEUs. Register at allceus.com slash counselor toolbox. Welcome to Online Counseling Business Practices, brought to you by allceus.com. In this presentation, we're going to provide information about website development, just high-level stuff. We're not going to get too far down into the weeds. We'll discuss search engine optimization, that is, how do you get your website to come up on the first page of Google, or at least try, identify ways to attract clients and market, and review methods for accepting payment and setting appointments. So website development can range from the very, very simple for a website presence, just having an About Us page and a home page, to very, very complex, having a full-service virtual office. If you're interested in having just a web presence, sites like therapysites.com and wix.com offer methods for creating a presence that helps clients find you, know more about you, and, you know, just generally get them moving towards sending you an email or calling you. Figure out exactly what you want. If you're, not, if you're wanting something that's more in-depth than that, more complicated than that, then you're going to want to develop your own website, which is not that hard, but it will take some consultation from someone with an IT background. You want to choose your domain name, which is what people type into the toolbar when they're trying to find you. For allceus.com, that's our domain name. So people type in HTTPS, um, allceus.com. Finding a name that's available is pretty simple. You can go to Google or Yahoo or one of your browsers and just type in um, purchase domains. You'll come up with sites like godaddy.com or domains.google.com, among others. And you can choose which one. I'm not recommending one over the other. Um, you can choose where you want to purchase your domains from. Once you've purchased your, your domain so it's yours, you want to identify who's going to do all your IT stuff, if there's anything to be done. If you're creating your own, your own website, then you're going to need to probably hire a consultant. Um, if you are going with, for example, Wix.com, you can put in your domain when you're getting ready to sign up. Identify your web host, which is where your website will live. Again, if you're going with something that already has, it's a plug and chug website development service, this has already been taken care of for you. Uh, 
But if you're creating an in-depth online counseling website, which a lot of you will probably choose to do, um, you want to figure out where you're going to have your website hosted from. Your IT person can help you find the most cost-effective HIPAA-compliant place to do that. Video and other client services. Anything you offer on your website has to be HIPAA-compliant and anything that is going to contain protected health information that includes text chats between you and your client, emails between you and your client, video chats. The service providing the, that functionality has to sign a business associate agreement with you. Just having HIPAA compliance standards is not enough. HIPAA actually says, or maybe it's high tech, HIPAA and high tech work together, but they both actually say that you have to have a signed business associate agreement. In most cases, if you're going to try to bill insurance for online counseling, video is going to be required. As of 2017, some companies which offer for this service include VC, Theralink, and Luxi. There are many others that you can evaluate out there. Um, again, I'm not recommending one over the other. You want to look at how much it costs, whether they'll sign a business associate agreement with you, imperative, and uh, what other services they offer, like a virtual waiting room or the ability to have multiple people in one session. If you're go going to offer email, which is useful even if you're not providing email counseling you're going to want to email your clients and you have to have hipaa compliant email and hipaa compliant sms or chat programming if you use an app make sure the app that you use has point-to-point -point encryption and again if you're talking with a client about clinical stuff if you're providing some sort of counseling via text chat it has to be HIPAA compliant. I know I sound like a broken record, but I see so many violations of this that it makes my eyes go buggy. So we're assuming that you've gone and decided to develop your own website and not just use a web presence. You're going to have this full service website that's great. It's like your total virtual office. So you want to decide what format it's going to be. And there are two main formats that are prevalent these days. WordPress, which is your blog type format, it's really easily updated. You can even send an email to a special email address and it will automatically post to your website for you. Very little programming knowledge is needed and you can purchase pre-constructed themes so you don't have to worry about doing all that back-end graphic design stuff that can be overwhelming. Um, I strongly recommend WordPress because it seems like that is preferred. Uh, by the search engines because it tends to have newer content and content that's updated more frequently by the by you html you can also purchase pre-constructed themes but these often can't be updated on the fly so it's what you would think of as a static presence you're not going to be able to put in blog articles or link to articles that you think are really awesome now, if you have an HTML website, you can have something that is more interactive or updated more frequently, like a Pinterest account or an Instagram account. So that you can work with that if you choose an email web presence, or not an HTML web presence. Site development. When you're choosing themes, keep it clean. Less is often more. You don't want to have too much busy. You don't want to have too much overwhelm. How much is too much? I say Google 
um, online counseling or e-therapy or whatever you think that your clients are going to put in, and the top eight websites that come up, open them, look at them, see what you think about them, see what you like, see what you don't like. This will give you an idea not only about how much to have on the front page, but what designs seem to be more popular. Also, go to websites that you like. They may not even be totally related. Um, I will go to some of the more popular websites like WebMD, um, Dr. Oz, DrAx.com. There are a few of them that I'll go to just to see what their front-end front website looks like. How much clutter do they have? How sparse is it? How big are their pictures? Those things will give you an idea about what is probably more important now because they have a whole team of people they pay to figure out what the best look is for the current generation use relevant optimized pictures so if you're going to put a picture on your website that's great people love pictures but don't just pick some random picture it needs to communicate some kind of a message and you want to optimize it which means you want to save it so it's either a gif or a jpeg but it's designed for websites which makes it much smaller so it loads faster if your website takes too long to load google is going to punish you for it and it will keep you lower in the search engine rankings at least right now google changes its criteria all the time pay attention to the tone that your colors set if you've got something that is pink and yellow and it looks like a baby's nursery that's going to communicate something far different than if you have something that's black and white once you have your website kind of designed, you think you're there or you're almost there, get three friends to re review it. The first thing you want to have them do is the one Mississippi test. So have them open your website, look at it for one second, and then close your website and ask them what they remember seeing. This will give you an idea of where people's eyes are drawn to as soon as they go to your website. The other thing you want to do is make sure that your website is user-friendly. So figure out what you think your customers are going to want, like to find a way to schedule an appointment or to find your fees or what insurances you take, and ask your beta testers to find it. If you go to do it, you automatically know where it's at because you designed the website, so it's much more intuitive for you. You want to ask people that are of the age group and um, of the mindset that they would be going to look for counseling for example um, another thing i usually do is i have my kids before i even put it out to beta testers i have my kids do it i figure if a 10 year old can find their way around it i'm probably on on the right track now 10 year olds have grown up with ipads in their hands so it's a little skewed from what it used to be but it gives me an idea and you know they're pretty blunt they'll tell me what they like and what they don't Required content, and I use the term required kind of loosely. It's your office. There's not necessarily anything that's required. But what most people have is your homepage, which is your lobby. So when people go to your homepage, they're going to get an instant impression of you. What does your homepage communicate? You'll want to have an About Us page, which explains to the client why would they want to choose you, what's your approach and your hours and locations i suggest trying to get um on google places and whatever yahoo's version of it get on yahoo maps so people can find you and they can get directions really really easily to your um, 
location. A lot of people also like seeing short little video snippets where you introduce yourself and tell them a little bit about what it's going to be like for the first appointment or what your style is like. It doesn't have to be super long. You can host the video on YouTube so you don't have any hosting fees. But this is becoming more and more important on websites. It's good to have another page that has services and fees, telling them what you can offer, individual, group, family, child, what do you provide, how much does it cost, and what insurances do you accept in network, and what insurances do you accept for which you are out of network. Other pages to consider having include your policies. This is where you would have your informed consent so people can print it out and read it ahead of time. Your HIPAA and your high-tech policies, so they know how you control and protect their PHI. And your emergency after-hours number and or procedures. Another page is your contact us, your phone number, your secure email form with a disclaimer on there. If they are emailing you from an unsecure email box, if they are not a client, um, then you can't guarantee that what's going back and forth won't be transmitted um, or won't be intercepted. So if they're, if, even if they email you to a secure email box on your end, if you send your response to their Gmail, it's technically not HIPAA compliant. You also want to let them know that if they email you through your website, whether they're a client or not, um, it doesn't is not a place where they should be emailing you with clinical concerns. They need to reserve that for once they're a client and they're interacting with you via your encrypted HIPAA-compliant email. You also want to have a mailing and physical address. If you are operating from a home office, you probably won't put the physical address out there, but clients will want to know how to mail you information such as their consent for release of information so they can get information sent to another provider. General information and articles is also useful to have on your website because this keeps the content fresh. And most search engines like fresh content. They don't like a website that looks the same today as it did four years ago because then they're going, well, does that business still exist? Did it go out of business? What's going on there? So have general information and articles on your website that provides useful content. The top 10 ways to improve your sleep, for example, or three mistakes people make when they're trying to address depression. Keep it simple. People like numbers. They like lists. I don't know why. I like lists, too. It's just kind of how I'm wired. If you want to... Uh, Earn money from your website. In addition to providing counseling, you can become an affiliate of companies who offer related products. So you earn a commission when anybody buys from those companies if they click on your affiliate link. You also want to use descriptive links to direct people to useful self-help and support websites. You don't want to have the word here hyperlinked. So click here. That doesn't tell Google anything or Yahoo. Um, when the search engine goes to your website and they find a hyperlink, it looks at the text that the people are clicking on to figure out how relevant it is. This is also a great way to increase your keyword density. Focus on the top, ideally 10 keywords, no more than about 30, that you think people are going to use to try to find your website and work those in to as many different places as possible. Not to the point of being overly verbose and having it look like a three-year-old 
wrote the text on it but use terms effectively in order to make sure that Google knows this is what this page is about one of the things that's popular right now and you know it could change in six months or two years but one of the things that's popular right now is to have a long page that just kind of keeps scrolling on and on and you've got anchors that can bring you back up to the top but Google looks at that and if it's a page about sleep and you've got 10 articles on that page about sleep then Google looks at it as a one-stop everything you need to know resource and it will give that page more weight than 10 different pages each with its own article so something to consider when you're thinking about where do I want to come up in the search rankings and the search engines you can try a combination of different ways of presenting information and see which ones tend to get the most traffic pay attention to search engine optimization trends and I started talking about that on the last slide you can look up search engine optimization tips tricks there are a lot of things people devote their entire career to trying to make you come up on the first page of Yahoo Bing Google DuckDuckGo so you want to pay attention to what you're doing some of the things you can do for yourself are to focus and use your top 10 keywords that you think people are going to put into search engines to try to find your type of online counseling make sure that you use those words several times on the front page right now it's a big no-no and like I said these rules change they're pretty fluid right now it's a big no-no to just have a random list of keywords on your website and have it grayed out or have it blend into the white background so your clients can't see it but the search bots see it they've gotten wise to that you also want to make sure that when you're creating your pages you use meta tags and descriptions use go to your search engine and look for keyword selector or keyword picker to find current tools that are available to help you figure out what keywords are people going to put in to try to find my service another place where your words are important is your page title if you have a page title that says online counseling that's a whole lot more descriptive for the search engine bots that are crawling than if you have a page that says wake up tomorrow and be happy well okay we we want to do that of course we do but how are you going to help me do that online counseling provides a much better description and as i said before provide frequently updated relevant unique content you don't want to put the same thing over and over and over again or if 17 other people have written articles on it that have come up in your feeds this week probably don't want to be focusing on that because that's been done if you have a new twist on it sure uh, but find unique content that's likely to catch people's attention so they will read it but they will also share it on their social networks for more information on search engine optimization you can go to moz.com beginner's guide to SEO or you can go to your search engine of preference and look for quote overview of SEO for the most up-to-date articles if this isn't your thing which it isn't for a lot of people hire a consultant it is well worth it um, to help you get up there now once you're up there you're probably not going to catapult out of there very quickly um, so most online counselors don't need someone to manage their search engine optimization for months and years at a time it's often 
sufficient to consult with someone who will help you do it once or twice. Marketing. You can market on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. All of those social networks are great. The thing is, you need to make sure that it's your professional account. You're not adding people to your personal account. Google AdWords and Facebook advertising are paid methods of putting information out there and getting people to come to your website. There's definitely an art to getting Google AdWords ads and Facebook ads that will get a response from your clients. It may be worth trying a few times, seeing if it works. If it does, great. If it doesn't, it's not a huge investment. Most businesses really need to have a Facebook page because people expect you to have a Facebook page now. So have a business page for your online counseling practice. Consider having a Facebook group. Now, this is not where people are going to go and talk about mental health issues that uh, they should be doing in counseling with you. This is where they're going to, you're going to post articles about stuff that you find on the internet that you think is particularly useful or interesting so they can go and interact with, with you about those articles, not about their personal stuff. United Way information and referral, if you're willing to take a flat fee, um, cash pay is a good way to get started in different locations. Um, United Way, at least when I was with them um, or using them in in Middle Florida, thirty five dollars per session was the most we were allowed to charge, and it's probably something right around that right now. But if you're willing to take that, because thirty five dollars an hour is certainly better than nothing, it is a way to get your name out there. Also contact specialty organizations such as ones that work with people with PTSD or addiction. Let them know you're out there and your services are there should their patrons need more formalized counseling. And the old standby of psychology today. It works great in some locations. It doesn't work well at all in other locations has been my experience. So that's another one. If you're a member of ACA, um, you can probably get six months on Psychology Today for free to see how well it works for you. It's not a long-term commitment, um, so it might be something to consider trying, especially if you are um, new to counseling. You need to figure out how you're going to take payment. A lot of people just go with the standby of PayPal, where you can invoice clients for it, or you can put in their credit card number when they're right there. You don't get a swipey thing. So some people are a little uncomfortable with that. But PayPal can be used. Credit cards are also available. Merchant accounts such as Stripe, Authorize.net, etc. Uh, will allow you to take uh, credit cards online and they will set up a portal for people to go to and put in their credit card information. PayPal does the same thing. Often with lower fees, but not always. So do a little bit of investigation. And if you're going to take insurance, make sure the pro insurance providers that you're going to do business with accept and reimburse for online services and look at any particular modifiers you need to put on your CPT codes when submitting your billing. Running a successful online counseling practice depends on people being able to find you. Related useful content on your website will draw in users as well as get shared and increase your exposure. 
Many insurance companies will reimburse for online counseling billed with the special CPT modifiers. Although online counseling has some technical challenges, it can improve customer accessibility and satisfaction. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe either in your podcast player or on YouTube. You can attend and participate in our live webinars with Dr. Snipes by subscribing at allceus.com slash counselor toolbox. This episode has been brought to you in part by allceus.com, providing 24-7 multimedia continuing education and pre-certification training to counselors, therapists, and nurses since 2006. Use coupon code counselor toolbox to get a 20% discount off your order this month.